and I welcome you to What's New. We return today to Matthew chapter 26, continuing our look at verses 36 through 46, Matthew's account of our Lord's suffering there in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus is now only hours away from his cruel death on the cross, and he needs to prepare himself for this ordeal. He does so in prayer, seeking the help of God his Father. He encourages his disciples to pray also so that they might also make it through this ordeal without falling. The disciples are too tired to pray and they fail to make it through the hours that lay ahead. Jesus, on the other hand, is victorious and his work here on earth is accomplished and the will of God the Father is fulfilled. Now today our primary focus will be on verse 38 we will be looking at the question, why did Jesus have to die? Now, here is verse 38, and it reads as follows. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Here to bring us our study for today is Pastor Henry Harder. Today I focus once more on Matthew 26, 36 to 46, the moving account of Jesus and his disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane, the night of his betrayal. After the Last Supper in the upstairs room in Jerusalem, Jesus and his eleven disciples left the room and made their way across the Kidron Valley and partway up the slope of the Mount of Olives east 
of Jerusalem. Here Jesus predicted his death and Peter's denial. When they arrived at a place called Gethsemane, he told eight of his disciples to stay there and pray, while he, Peter, James, and John continued, perhaps into the enclosure. Evidently, this part of the hillside was a favorite place for Jesus and his disciples to go to rest and to pray. The enclosure, surrounded by olive trees, probably contained an olive press, since that's what the word Gethsemane means. The exact site is not known. The place of the eight old olive trees is believed to be the site. But the historian Josephus writes that Titus of Rome, at the time of the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 A.D., had all the trees east of the city cut down. Of course, we humans have a tendency to worship the site and make it holy, when we should worship only the Lord. I believe it's providential that the exact locations of some of these events is not known to us, so that the site doesn't detract from true worship. It's so easy for us to allow the site to impact us and not the truth. Yesterday I asked the question, why did Jesus suffer so much at this time at Gethsemane? I suggested several reasons. Today I want to begin by focusing on a reason sometimes given, but which I think is dangerously false, misleading, and deceiving. Jesus said to three disciples these words, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Chapter 26, 38. This has led some to believe that Jesus was already suffering for sin and that he was already the sin-bearer, and that's why the intense agony. We don't therefore need the cross and the crucifixion. He was already at the point of death in Gethsemane. He was already our sacrifice there in the garden. On one occasion, while our tour group was standing higher up on the Mount of Olives, where some feel the cross was located, I was asked the question, why did Jesus have to die? We were overlooking the traditional site of Gethsemane. Beyond and below it was the Kidron Valley, and beyond the Kidron was the Temple Mound with its golden-domed mosque. Under the dome is the rock where Abram sacrificed Isaac, the rock of Aranau. No doubt in the mind of my friend was this Gethsemane experience of Jesus. Isaac didn't have to die. Why did Jesus? When Isaac was about to die, he became a sacrifice. Here Jesus in the garden was about to die, and he himself said he suffered to the point of death. Why did he have to die? Wasn't he in Gethsemane at the same point that Isaac was when Abram raised the knife? Wasn't this intense suffering of Jesus sufficient? For man's salvation? Wasn't he already suffering for sin? Why did he have to die? A human sacrifice is abhorrent to most of us. Those parents who sacrificed their sons in ancient times to the god Moloch were pagans and were tragically misled. Why did Jesus, the Son of God, have to die? The answer, I believe, is clear from Scripture. 
sin's greatest triumph was death, and in order for Christ to conquer it all, he had to die. Sin demanded death, and God required it in order to pay sin's penalty. While Isaac didn't die, an animal did. There was a ram in the bushes, and Abram sacrificed it. While animal sacrifices covered sin, only the death of the Son of God could remove it. In these last two programs, I have focused on Jesus in Gethsemane. For a moment, I want to focus on the disciples before I leave this moving account of Jesus' agony among the olive trees on the Olivet Slopes. The three disciples couldn't stay awake. They were weary, and the temptation to sleep got the better of them, in spite of Jesus' request to pray. Humans have to reckon with human weakness. Jesus recognized this, too. Perhaps there is a principle here. Spiritual alertness and intercession are sometimes dictated by our physical condition. When we humans are physically exhausted, it makes spiritual matters such as prayer more difficult. It is then that we need to exercise faith. We may not feel like praying, but feelings shouldn't dictate what we do. Faith should. We may feel that our prayers don't go as high as the ceiling. Actually, they don't need to. God is here. He's not up there somewhere beyond the ceiling. Every prayer, even an unspoken one, is within his hearing. We ought to fix certain spiritual truths in our consciousness so that when we become physically exhausted, we'll still be guided by truth. The disciples should have stayed awake and prayed, but Jesus was sympathetic. Two final observations. When Jesus returned to his disciples a third time and found them sleeping, he said, Are you still sleeping and resting? Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. The time for praying had ended. It was time to face the inevitable. Sometimes God says quit praying. There are times when it's too late to pray, when the opportunities for prayer are past. It's sad when we missed the opportunity to pray, when we must admit, I could have prayed. Lost opportunities for prayer. One final point. Jesus had prayed, but he was resigned to do the Father's will. Perhaps all of us have our private Gethsemanes. While we agonize, although the reasons are different from his, we need in our prayer vocabulary Jesus' words, yet not as I will, but as you will. That's an absolute must in every prayer. We pray, but we don't demand. We pray for his will to be done, and we submit to it. Adam and Eve said, my will be done, not yours. That was Satan's way. Jesus said, not my will be done, but yours. That's the Jesus way. This moment, all for you. 
shows us a love so powerful that it can overcome greed, bigotry, and even cause us to love our bitterest enemy. He gave us his written word, which makes plain the way to have a close relationship with him. And the best part is all this is available to you. So it is up to you. Radio production of Creative Encounters or mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Shafter, California, 93263, USA.